What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today on the Volleyball Source Podcast, we are joined by a very special guest, someone I've wanted to talk to for a while now. If you are new to the world of beach volleyball, you may have thought that she kind of appeared out of nowhere. You may have thought that, like, where is this girl coming out of? But if you are a Canadian beach volleyball fan, you know that it has been a long time coming, a long journey, <laughs> a lot of ups and downs that we can get, get into. Yeah. But today, I'm very happy and excited to announce that on the Volleyball Source podcast, we have none other than World Championship silver medalist Sophie Vukovic. And not only you are a world champion gold medalist as well, uh, from, a, from a number of years yeah. ago, but Obviously, you got to focus and, and give congratulations to the, the silver medal this summer. That was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, how how are you? I know, like the the past oh. year must have been must have been like an absolute whirlwind. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's just been about a year since I had my first conversation with Brandy about pairing up together, and so much has changed within a year. So I feel as though my feet haven't completely settled, um, and I haven't really had time to reflect on the year totally. But I think over the next two weeks during the Christmas holiday, I'll have time to just like get my feet under my body a little bit and regroup for the year that's coming because it's been just an absolute roller coaster. So one year ago, you were lining up to start playing with Brandy, which yeah. which in its first place is like a, is a massive break. Yes. Uh, especially for, for you because you've yeah. had, I mean, you've had a decent amount of partners. <laughs> I think one of the announcers counted it and I heard it back and I was like, that's astronomical. <laughs> But you got to do what you got to do. You have to go to tournaments with whoever will go with you at the time. So um, that's kind of how I twist it into a positive outlook. <laughs> yeah, hey, you, you got to sometimes. Well, let's let's start with the, the more recent stuff. How did, obviously, did you and Brandy have had a, somewhat of a relationship over the years? Yeah. And she just contacted you as like, hey, let's let's run this back. Or was this coming some back and forth? Did you go seek her out? Like, how, how did you do that? Yeah, so um, it was after the Olympics and she was taking a little bit of off time and I hadn't um, solidified a partner kind of leading into that season. And there was a really good opportunity to play in a um, tournament in Brazil that wasn't going to be heavily populated by a lot of the top teams. So it was going to be a good opportunity to solidify some points for myself because I had almost like zero points. So I reached out to Brandy having a little bit of a friendship with her um, previously. And I think my text verbatim was like, hey, girl, can you do me a solid and play with me in the Itapima event? Can you do me a in solid? In Brazil. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I don't know what your status is with Heather. I don't know if you guys are both continuing, if you're taking your off season. I had no knowledge of like what their partnership was. Shoot your shot, eh? Shoot your shot. I just sent her a message being like, please just play in this one event with me with no strings attached. Like it was genuinely just that one event. Um, she sent me back a super polite message being like, I'm in my off season. I am not playing in this event with you, but thank you for reaching out. And I think that kind of stuck in her head a little bit as just a potential partnership leading down the road. So then she reached out to me um, after the Itapenema tournament and I played, I flew to Louisiana where she was staying, played with her for a couple of days out there. And then we kind of solidified things in the weeks leading after that. Beauty. Hey, just sometimes it works. Just she just got to shoot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you you got to go for it, especially for you. Like, You've had so many partners over the year. Yeah. Started off with Tia Mirich, yep. which, of course, that was, that was the great partnership. Gave you a, a gold medal at the World Championships. Yep. Um, we're not going to talk about all the partners you had at, at USC as well, because yeah. that, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we've, we've, what we've seen you with 
Julie Gordon. Mm-hmm. We've seen you. Didn't you play with Jamie Broder at one played point? Played with Jamie Broder, Kaylee Whitaker. Kaylee Whitaker. Started with Victoria Altamar. Oh, my goodness. Played with Camille Saxton. Camille, oh, my God. I, I was going to move to Calgary before Brandy. I had, like, set up an entire thing. I was going to work for their family at the Volley Dome. I was wow. going to play with Camille. We traveled to Rwanda and Sofia during the pandemic. Oh, I remember that. One of Silver that. and yeah, Sofia. Yeah. So her and I had, like, a solidified partnership. We were going to split block the whole thing. And then I remember being at uh, TMU when Brandy called when she texted me and I had it on my Apple watch and I was like, Dustin, look, he was like so excited for me. So things changed really rapidly in a span of a couple of weeks. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, so, like so many different people. Like I thought at one point you're going to end up playing with Paletto as, as well. I like, played with her. Anita yeah. You, you, yeah, you, you yeah. played with, with Paletto. <laughs> played with her too. So like the, the list, uh, Taylor Pishke, Taylor Pishke, Allie Woolley. Allie Woolley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! This is just an episode of all of the partners I played with. <laughs> the the list goes on. Yeah. So like, you've made your rounds. I've always kind of sensed that you were just like almost like a, a crouching tiger, just waiting for your opportunity, because it just never seemed to work out. And I was really worried for you that it would never work out. Yeah, I think we've seen that for some. Like, she, like kick at the can yeah absolutely it's like the right partnership didn't didn't come in time it's like the timing wasn't right there's just so many athletes just come and go yeah because the the door never really opened for them but for you the door opened like one little bit yeah. as soon as brandy came in and and you got that shot yeah I, it was a cool moment i think i spoke with will hoey before um even the olympics before brandy had reached out to me and he goes well what happens if for whatever reason heather retires like, we assumed that Mel and Sarah were going to stay together. If Heather retires, are you okay to switch positions? Mm. I was like, I don't know. I want this life. I want this, um, these goals. I want to go to the Olympics. I want to have that life. But I was a blocker my whole entire life. So it was a very scary transition to even think about. So I started split blocking. I started just kind of like getting my toes wet a little bit just to see if it would work out. Um, and I always kind of advocated for myself to be in the back as much as possible, mm. just to set myself up for whoever decided to message me, whether it was Sarah, Mel, Brandy, Heather, whoever came out of the woodworks to message me, I could block, defend, play left side, play right side. So I was like, what do you do? And I'll just do whatever you don't. So I just tried to make myself the best player that I could. So whatever opportunity came about, I was able to grab onto it right away. Wow. And clearly you did. Because it it did start off like a little... I wouldn't say rough, but mm-hmm. a little slowly for, yeah. for, for, for you and Brandy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, didn't you guys not like, like the first not, not do too well? Let's, um, let's, let's, it was the Tlaxcala Mexico challenge. Yes. Um, so I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned this, but I was concussed that tournament, <laughs> which is hilarious. But I never felt the need to have to like tell anybody that we just had a poor result. Like it's not based yeah, yeah. on the fact that I was concussed. Like it is what it is. We just didn't have a fair result. But yeah, it did start. A little bit slower but w- once we got into the stride of things i think it th- things really took off for us which was cool yeah i mean you did like uh, up until the world championships though you guys were kind of still meddling and you're making the the, the the main draw at least yeah which which is nice but then yeah. like what happened at the world championships um i mean frick i haven't even like thought about it to be completely <laughs> honest but i think we just really stayed true and i know this is so cliche to just feeling a little bit more comfortable in what we were doing each match. And then it just kind of resulted in wins. At least that's what I was feeling. I was like, if I can just feel a little bit more confident and comfortable as a defender on the left side today, then I know I'm doing my job. 
Um, and then it just kind of like, we just kept going. We just kept winning. We just kept grinding it out. And then the semifinals, when I looked at her, I was like, oh my God, we just did that. Like, I cannot believe that we were in the finals of the world championships was, in my first year. Was that a goal for you guys? Like going into that tournament? No, we just wanted to <laughs> qualify. Like we had a lot of ups and downs in terms of, um, what our season looked like. Like I wasn't able to go to Doha because of vaccination situations and they didn't yeah. recognize my third vaccine that I got in Brazil because I'm a Canadian citizen, not a Brazilian citizen. So my other two were QR codes, but this one was just like a letter saying that I, you know, had mm -hmm. my vaccination. So Doha didn't, I couldn't go to Doha. So that really affected our tournaments uh, to qualify for the world championships. So once we got the list that came out for world champs, we were like breath of fresh air, so excited, like weight off of our shoulders. So we were just kind of like going and playing and having fun in the process and then we ended up making the finals so i will not say that that was a goal we always thought we could do it genuinely but like we're realistic and knew that we'd have to work extremely hard which is what we did to get there so yeah and it worked out it, it worked out made, you guys made your mark made, made your stamp yeah it's incredible that two straight world championships we've got canadians in the finals i'm saying that the next one will be all four of us Oh, I think that would be incredible oh, that, for Volleyball this, Canada. That's a clippable moment right there. <laughs> that, that this one's going on TikTok. I'm not pulling a Trevor Crab where I'm guaranteeing anything, but I think it would just be a really cool opportunity for Volleyball Canada to have a final where we're both in it. And I think that it's possible. I think yeah, that it's absolutely. really possible. It's definitely been possible over the past few years. Like the, with, yeah. with, with with that Mel and Sarah partnership yeah. and then uh, Heather and Brandy yeah, as absolutely. well. Like it, it was definitely possible uh, over, over, over the last little bit. Um, yeah. Do you, did you feel any pressure at all? Like, did you feel like you had to fill Heather's shoes? Um, not really. I think because I was so new to the position that I really couldn't compare myself to Heather Bansley because she's, a legend I, in the sport for a reason. You can't really no, compare. You can't. It, so, no offense. No, genuinely, I think if I had been a defender for a couple of years and there's there would be a little bit of maybe of that, of kind of comparing yourself to her. Um, but because I was so new, I was like, let me just dig a couple of balls this game. Like there was really zero expectations and the comparison just was so you just couldn't do it. It would just be not realistic. But that's such a, a massive transition for you too. Not only are you learning a new position essentially yep. and, and trying it out, but you're trying it out a level that you've never played before. So humbling. Right? So humbling. Like, um, it's just, even still there's moments where I'm like, okay, I need to give myself grace. Like I'm still pretty new to this. I'm excited for the time where I'm not recognized as a new defender, but it's um, exciting to see that the ceiling is just so high and this is where I'm starting as a defender. It's going to be exciting to see kind of where I can push myself. It also might make it a little bit easier when you're blocking or playing defense behind the best blocker in the world. I don't think it's going to be that hard. I'm like, yeah. shoot high line. I can have a cappuccino. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can read a book. Have a, have a I hope so. Watch every high line shot go down now, now that I've said that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But no, she's incredible. Like, I've been very fortunate to play, to play behind Brandy my first year, who's an incredible blocker. Um, and now to be playing with like the Sarah Pavin, I spoke to Lucas Coleman the other day and he was like, a year ago, did you ever think you'd be playing with Sarah Pavin? And I go, I would have laughed in your face if you had told me this. 
I see there's different parallels, but I have this like vivid memory of Brandy and I right after right after she played that world tour final with Heather. Yeah. We were coaching the same club team together yeah, and we okay. were on the subway home from practice. And if I like, don't get me wrong and yeah. I don't get mad at me for this Brandy, but we jumped the turnstile mm. because like, or we, like, we didn't pay for the bus because like <laughs> both of us were broke and like we, yeah. didn't, we didn't have, we ha didn't have the money for it. Yeah. And there was just, she was in this like crutch position of like, like no one knew that she was going to become, you know, Brandy yeah. Wilkerson, like the, who, who she is now. Yeah. Like it's just Brandy, yeah. right? You don't even need, need yeah. her last name. Yeah. Um, but for you, it was, it's, it's like somewhat, it was somewhat similar like a year ago. Mm -hmm. You like no one knew your name and now yeah. in the beach volleyball world, everyone knows your name, but a little bit different too, because Brandy was, you know, freakishly athletic and was kind of new to the game but yeah. you've as i said you've been like lying and waiting yeah how much did patience come into play for you oh my gosh it's been one of the key things i think it's almost like a crazy thing to say but i've always had this like undenying faith that it was going to work out for me and i think just staying true to that even in the moments where don't get me wrong there were times where i was like i may quit like there's no opportunity for me like i am not a spring chicken i'm not super young anymore like there's athletes who are doing super well at a very young age now on the senior tour um but for some reason there's just been this undenying faith that I just have to be patient I have to work really hard and then the opportunity is going to come and you have to be ready for it and so even during COVID like my family built a gym in our garage I tried everything that I could to make sure that I was prepared for that moment so well when like we were th when I was trying to think about reaching out to you last year to do a podcast and i wanted to do it and be like like this is the hardest working person in canadian volleyball right now well thank you that's because a, that's like a just watching from the outside you were working out with reed all the time you could tell you're putting in the work into the gym like the results were showing yeah you were training non-stop on the sand you were competing you were working for your mom's company elevated inc and you were coaching at, at tmu like yeah. you it didn't seem like you had any time off and that was like one of my thought processes too is like is she even going to be able to chat? Like, yeah. is she even going to be able to have, have yeah. that time? Yeah. So like, it just seemed like you were going nonstop. Well, I think when you really want something, you just find ways to make it work. Like I was more than okay to play outside in November with Alex Paletta leading up to Ethapema. Like it, it just wasn't a question. You're just okay to do these kinds of things. Like working in my off season, working at a restaurant, working at TMU, working for my mom to make sure that I was able to financially support myself to play on the world tour. and be okay to spend the money and potentially losing qualifiers and kind of do the grind of it. Um, that was like a part of the experience and a part of the joy of it for me. So yeah, those things were just never a question mark. Like I was always okay to, to do those things because I knew it was going to work out for me in the end. Somehow. I don't know how, but. That's like an incredible amount of faith. Yeah. And it's wild. Have. I don't know how. I genuinely don't know what the root of it is. Like I just have always known that it's going to work out for me. Do you think that that's what helped you in those kind of like make or break moments, especially in the pressure mm. of a moments of like the, the semifinals and whatnot? Like you're in the world championships, you're playing a position that you've only been playing for half a season. You're with a brand new partner yeah. that, you know, like there's all these things like, is that yeah. kind of where you found that strength to, to, to move forward with? Um, I think so. I think like. For me, and I've said this before, the reason that I play is I love the moments that I surprise myself. Mm -hmm. And I had so many of those moments at the World Championships. And those moments now become my, my baseline and my benchmark, just finding ways to kind of supersede that next. So I think throughout the tough journey, I've always found ways to be like, oh, my gosh, I just did that. OK, cool. Like, what's next? What is the next kind of step? So, yes, there's the undenying faith. But then I'm, that's also backed up by like those little moments of I did that. Like, that was a really cool, cool moment that I experienced.
Yeah. Because there's one thing that I've always kind of understood about you, like even as a club athlete, mm-hmm. is that you're going to do your own thing. Like, yeah, like, I think <laughs> that that's very clear for a lot of people who know me. I only played for two indoor clubs. I played for Etobicoke Titans when I was a kid and then Defensa. And defense. okay. Yeah. That, that, that does make sense. Yeah. I do remember seeing you because 2012 was your 18U year. No. Uh, I never played 18U. It would have been my 17U, but I played 18U. You were playing up at 18U. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you played in the, you played in the final that yeah. year in Toronto. You guys played Alexa Gray and Calgary yeah. in, the, in the final. Yeah. And my friend Carly Heath that I didn't even know I played against until we were both rookies at McMaster. We were like, hey, we were talking about nationals and our youth experience. And she's like, yeah, we played in the national finals um, in Toronto. And I was like, I played in the national finals in Toronto. And we looked back on YouTube and I was like, that's me. She's like, that's me. Ah, We played against each other. I was like, you were the girl we never wanted to serve. No, that that, that does make sense. You (laughs) wouldn't want to serve Carly. But, you know, and that extended when you went into university. You started at McMaster. You won the rookie of the year there. Mm -hmm. Helped McMaster win an OUA championship. Go to uh nationals then you went to long beach state where yep. you played a year of indoor yep. and then you went to usc where i mean that kind of worked out you won a ca- couple of national championships <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to play you know got to win the first ncaa national championship so that's like no one will ever ever do that again yep. um so you've had a lot of success kind yep. of coming up but once again like you've never been shy to do what you thought was right for you yeah and this is something that i um try to tell a lot of the youth kids that I work with is you're never stuck in an environment where you don't feel like you can be the best version of yourself. And there's a lot of times where coaches or other players or parents or whoever will tell you, you have to stay here. You have to be here. And it's not to say to not be loyal to clubs or loyal to schools and things like that. That's not at all what I'm saying, but you don't have to feel like you're trapped in an environment that you're not feeling your best self or a place where you can be the best version of you. Um, And so I kind of, did that for myself and created that for myself. And as soon as I figured out the things that I need to make my environment great, um, I just started to create that for myself, which is also why I went independent from the national teams for the couple of years that I did. Yeah. I mean, I, and obviously it worked out for you. Yes, it did. It, it, <laughs> now it, it did. It's crazy too. We're just talking about how much, how much you do. And I just completely forgot that you also run your own, like, I don't know if you call it a club quite. It's an but academy. You, yeah, you run your own like high performance youth beach academy. Yeah, yeah too. I do. <laughs> so that that like, takes up a lot of time. <laughs> like just 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 add some other things to the list there because that's yeah. that's an incredible. Do you, when do you do you, do you sleep? I do sleep. I think that all of the things outside of sport are so important because then your identity is not tied to the sport. So like your wins and losses aren't indicative of who you are as a person. Like you're still a great sister. You're still a great friend you're still a great all these things and so if you lose or win you're just a bad volleyball player on that day but it doesn't mean you're a bad human so I think the more that you can find um purpose outside of volleyball the like easier volleyball becomes in in that respect so look at that guys live a complete life yeah I'm just so wise (laughs) (laughs) well I mean you got Will Hoey by your side just dropping nuggets you know he's great he's actually was one of my lead coaches for my academy this year and it was incredible to just be able to like fully trust somebody with like your baby almost, right? I mean, you talk to the so, dude and you're like, I mean, I remember talking to him as like a kid and be like, oh, this kid's smart. Yeah. You he's know? just like, he gets it. Yeah. He's a smart guy, emotionally intelligent, like good solid dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned kind of like being a good sister and for something like your family is ridiculously athletic. Yeah. Ridiculous athletic. <laughs> yeah. Your sister plays professional soccer. Yes. She's like she plays at the Champions League level as yep. a, as as a keeper. Yes, is, is is very damn good. Is also like a professional freestyler. Yeah, she was one of the only, if not the only, Canadian female freestyler. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then your brother. She's done some firsts. And then your brother plays uh, basketball yes. as, as, as well yep. at, at a pretty high level. He won nationals with Humber and oh, then okay. went on to play for George Brown. Okay. Well, so. And yeah, my older sister is the head soccer coach at TMU. She's like one of three only head coaches uh, for females in the U sport <laughs> or something like that. So Sheesh. yeah, there's a, there's a lot to, uh, to live up to with my family. Do you guys like, I mean, you played soccer growing up as well. I'm assu- I I, assuming, cause I remember, I think you remember you were like a, a quite a high level soccer player before you came over to volleyball. Yeah. That was my first love. That's what I thought I was going to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, my, when I applied for my first job at volleyball Canada, my yeah. email was soccer underscore guy. Did and you get the job at volleyball Canada? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what I mean is, I was like nineteen at the, at the, at the time. They're like or, or this whatever. guy's athletic. Great. Yeah. Well, luckily I had some. I had some hookups um, uh, to hysterical. get in there, and I spoke French. That was like oh, being bilingual was like my ticket to to, do to doing everything. It's like, oh, does he have a degree? Nobody can speak French. All right, let's Perfect. work. Let's hire him. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I did. I my original my first love. I thought I was going to go to the World Cup. That's why oh, like yeah. it's been really really special to watch. We were talking about soccer as yeah. we were getting ready. It's been really special to watch Canada the World Cup because yeah, I didn't think I'd ever see that in my lifetime. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like even watching the women win the bronze and then win the gold at the Olympics, like I cried. I sat in my apartment by myself and I watched girls that I played with on Team Ontario like do something that's so amazing just in sport, but for Canadian sport especially, like mm-hmm. as a team sport, as a sport that's not necessarily recognized as Canadian. Mm-hmm. I was like, you girls put in work, like the program is so different from when I was a part of it, which was really nice, especially like it's optimistic to see as a part of an NSO, as a part of a mm-hmm. volleyball federation. And now to watch our men do what they've done with the World Cup, like I know the results aren't necessarily what anybody aspires for when you go to a major competition, but it's just something that they should be so proud of. And we as a country should be just so proud of them. 100%. Like yeah. we made we made it there. Yeah. Right? And if it wasn't we scored even for, a couple if, goals, Alfonso Davies scoring our first goal. Let's be- go, guy. Beautiful. Exactly. So good. And I mean, for me too, it's, it's interesting um, because... Uh, for soccer terms, like all of my moments with Canadian soccer have always been female. Okay. Like even when you go back to like what's like the 2002 yeah. like U19 championship yeah, yeah, yeah. when like who was it? Uh, what's that? What's that girl we have is really good? Christine Saint Clair. Oh yeah, yeah her. <laughs> K- and Carol Lang, like yes, Aaron McLeod's the keeper. Lang. They lost to they they lost to the states in that yeah. epic match. Still one of like the most sold out games all time yeah. in that Commonwealth Stadium, like fifty thousand people. Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy to to look at that progression totally do you do you look at that kind of stuff now and apply that to to volleyball um yes all of the things that i've taken from soccer like i credit a lot of my athletic success in general to the vonazari soccer club i'll give them a shout out like my mom is a single mom of four kids all very athletic so she was kind of spreading herself pretty thin accommodating all of the crazy club sports that we were playing Bro, like i couldn't imagine my mom my brother was playing soccer in newmarket also playing basketball my sister was playing soccer in like woodbridge and in mississauga stephanie and i were playing in vaughn and it, is your mom one of the incredibles honestly like, like she i don't understand plus she runs runs her own business i don't understand how she does she does this and so the parents at vaughn would drive from vaughn come and pick me and my sister up for practice drive us to practice um drive us home let, they would take us to dinner on the way home they were just the most incredible people ever. Um, they like waived our club fees because, you know, money was pretty tight for us growing up. So there were so many amazing things that they did for me and my sister and just for the clubs in general. So I always try to give back in that sense, thinking of what they did for me, if I can maybe do that for an athlete as a coach Damn. now. But wow. um, there's so many things you can take away tacti- tactically and technically from soccer that you can implement into volleyball. 
um, spatial awareness, like rule of threes and triangles and the fact that I can run in the sand pretty well. Like that's also a kudos to soccer, just like the running mechanics. So yeah, there's a lot of things. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, I think like so many of us, we grew up just wanting to play soccer and yeah. now like that's what gives me hope about volleyball, for example, where yeah. if when I look at where soccer was in like the 90s, mm-hmm. and, you know, you could you couldn't find it on TV. Yeah. And, and you, you, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, and now it's everywhere. I'd, I'd love to see that, that the same progression uh, with with volleyball. Do you because yeah. you're like you're integrated within the youth. Yeah. Do you see that impact on them? Like, are they aware of, of this kind of stuff going on? Um, like in terms of how volleyball is expanding or growing or even just like, like, I'm sure they're aware because they work with you that you won a silver at, at, at worlds or even then, you know, like, <laughs> um, I think they know that, but I don't necessarily think that they care. Yeah. Cause I don't think they know what that means. Like that's, that's the, 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 yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest disconnects in this country. And once we make that connection between yeah. like, the youth and like yeah. what, like think about any other sport. Mm-hmm. Any other sport where, like, you come in, like, hey, everyone, like, we've got a very special guest today. Yeah. Like, you know, we have Sophie Bukovec. She just come home, came home from win- winning a silver medal at the World Championships. Yeah. Everyone, whoa. Yeah. And in volleyball, she's kind of like, oh. Yeah. No, cool. seriously. I always, um, I mean, I don't always do this, but I compare it to, like, how crazy popular, like, the World Juniors is for hockey. Yeah. And back in the day, I was like, I won a gold medal at the Under-21 Worlds. Like, that's kind of the same thing. I'm like, it's, it's exactly and the nobody same thing. Yeah. knows it or recognizes it. And I can't compare volleyball and hockey in our country, obviously. But I would just love for it to one day be like, wow, that's actually a big deal. Yeah. Because then mean, I would feel like I actually did something that was pretty cool. Because yeah. right now I'm like, oh, yeah, I stood on a podium in Rome. And that was pretty fun. What, what, what was that like? Because it was still pretty covid during that time wasn't it um it was okay oh yeah. i thought you were gonna ask me about standing on a podium i was oh, like yeah. i didn't know how to do it <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah let's what about standing on the podium it's been a while no that was pretty cool yeah it uh it had been a while yeah i was um definitely new to it i'll yeah. tell you that I and a norseka podium isn't no norseka podiums like are there podiums you don't know they'll just build up some sand you can stand on it <laughs> that's what they'll do there uh, but stack up some of the chairs that they borrowed from the resort yeah i was just ha- happy i didn't tournament. have trouble with the champagne oh you like you know no. like i had envisioned that like in the tunnel before you go out i was like okay if they give us champagne which i think they will the do you know how to open this <laughs> like are you going to be the person that ruins the podium pictures it was fine yeah, i did fine was it i did fine guys that that would have been that would have been great did you pop it at some at someone um it was kind of a weird thing i definitely like sprayed champagne on brandy oh yeah, but i course. remember like i understand now why they give uh like mlb teams and nba teams ski goggles oh yeah that stuff burns oh yeah it was like our eyes were bloodshot red. I remember being like, I can't open my eyes to see you. Pictures, my eyes were totally red. Yeah, it's like the little things you don't realize. But honestly, I'll take that problem any day. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine by me. Was it just like a big sigh of relief once it was like, because I'm sure as the tournament was going on, like it was just like all of that pressure and momentum was like building up inside of you. Um, Staying pretty level-headed. Yeah, we stayed pretty level-headed. Um, I think just, it just felt like more volleyball. Like it just was like, keep the balloon off the floor. That's really, at the end of the day, what you're doing. And every team that we played against was really high quality. Like, mm-hmm. every team was good. So it didn't feel like we were up to this, like, massive challenge. And it was, like, this huge giant that we had to overcome. It just was like, okay, win another volleyball game. Um, and then we lost the volleyball game in the final. But I was still very happy with certain moments in that game where I was like, I wouldn't have done that a year ago. Like, good for you to, you know, still hit that hard cross against Anna Patricia that just blocked you like crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of takeaways. 
some of it at that level just kind of you know because you know we've gone through it you've played at that levels with those types of players all yeah. throughout your career right you've been yeah. step in step with them yeah but then when they made that immediate transition it took some time yeah we, we, we discussed it yeah was it kind of just reminding yourself that like oh i'm i'm one of these guys like i'm i'm a monk i'm their peers and yeah. i'm just as good as them well that's kind of what this year reaffirmed for me um is that i am there and that i can do it so I think that was my biggest takeaway from this year was like, okay, you're there with them. Just a couple of things here and there and you'll be winning golds. So just be a little bit more patient in those moments. And um, yeah, that's kind of it. But it's nice to feel like I was, I'm, I'm there with them. You, that you're, you're back amongst the, uh, yeah. Back, back, back amongst the, amongst the best. Now moving forward, looking at this year, yes. let's this go down. Okay. Like, like, can you can you Let's spill? Get into can it. we spill some tea here? Because <laughs> yeah, because like I think it, people need people want to know. Hundred percent. People want to know. You just like everything from the outside just looked like you and Brandy were so perfect, and then yeah. and like <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and then you know, Mel and Sarah are are, are breaking up, and I'm hearing rumors that they're going to break up, and I'm yeah. just kind of like, but like, what are they going to do? Because Brandy and and Sophie are are, are so good, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'm hearing rumors that this all of this swapping is going on, and like so. Yeah. I will say it definitely. I mean, Brandy's decision to play with Melissa definitely caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. Um, we did have a really great season. It was a breakout year for me. Um, and just our our friendship and just kind of the personality of both of us. I was like, this is incredible. Like, it's one thing to do well and have success in business with somebody but to also enjoy their company to want to play for somebody to have like a genuine love for somebody you were really... like you were hanging out at avps with her yeah. like you weren't even playing and you were just, just, just let's go chill yeah so the avp stunt was kind of difficult for me because i couldn't play in it but the game plan was to um play on or for her to play on the avps with zana for me to train with our coach rico at the time and for him to coach them on the AVPs. Mm -hmm. I'm a very loyal teammate where I'm like, wherever the team goes, I go. Mm -hmm. Right? So I will find ways to train with Rico. I'll be there to support you and Zana. You play, win your money, win those AVPs. Um, and then we can get back to business when it becomes time for international events. And then our coach got a really great offer from a different country. And he left us um, mm. just after our second AVP. So that left me in a really difficult position because now I don't have a coach. Mm -hmm. Brandy is getting her touches playing, but I'm like, I had all these AVPs just spectating. Yeah. So I would reach out to coaches that I knew that were there coaching other teams being like, Hey, can you train me at 6am before the matches? And can I get my touches in that way? So there was a lot of kind of back to that adaptation that I'm so used to at the AVPs, but no, it was still great to see Brandy and to have our dynamic there and to kind of be friendly in that, in those moments. And then the Chicago AVP list came out. And Brandy had asked me prior if it was okay for her to be playing with Melissa. Melissa had reached out. Mm -hmm. And I said, go win yourself an AVP. Have fun. Enjoy. I'm confident in our relationship. Just if you feel like you want to do this for your success on the AVP, go for it. Again, very confident in our partnership after just winning a silver mm -hmm. at the World Championships. Um, so we play on our international events. The AVP list comes out for Chicago. And I'm having to put out fires like left, right, and center from everybody asking me. Mm -hmm if they're going to play together and rightly so 100% for sure right like at this point um Mel and Sarah had announced their breakup so this made the most obvious sense of course oh Mel our and... discord was going off it about did it. make the most sense for people to be asking and for Melissa to play with Brandy in mm. Chicago as a test event yeah. kind of for them 
Um, and that's kind of how it went down. They got together after Paris. Um, Brandy reached out to me and kind of was like, this is a really difficult decision, but business-wise, I think I have to kind of try this out with Melissa. And I was like, yes, I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. this is a business decision. It has nothing to do with us as people. Um, kind of sucked that I was on all those AVPs for as many tournaments as I had attended. But, you know, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I was wholehearted invested in our team. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. And when that conversation happened, I immediately was like, Sarah. I have to message Sarah. So you, you, there was no hesitation. Zero. It wasn't even like, do will she want to play with me? Is she going to retire? Like it was just like, let's 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 go talk to Sarah Pavin. Um, I definitely had backups. I definitely. Yeah. I mean, this was all within a span of like sixteen hours. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. it was a fast. Like okay, that happened. What's my next move? Like what's going to happen next? So I reached out to Sarah, and then that night I was still pondering like, what if Sarah plays with somebody else? What if she doesn't want to play with me? What if? Mm. You know, you have to kind of prepare yourself for the what ifs. Honestly, at that point, I was like, what if Sarah calls up Heather? I was going to call up Heather. Heather doesn't even know this. Heather was in my mind and I was like, I'll block. I'll go back to blocking. I want to. I would have liked to see that. Fine by me. I was I, like, nobody is derailing my dream. Yeah. Like, again, this undenying faith of it's going to happen for me, who it's with, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. I don't know, but I know it's going to happen for me. So then I reached out to Sarah and it was like in that conversation, we left being like, so are we going to do this? Are we good? We're, we're going to do this. Okay, we're going to do this. Gave a hug. We're doing it. Wow. Yeah. Just, just, just like that. Just eh? like that. Yeah. And now you guys have jumped in and you're training. There's one thing I will say. As soon as... No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Quite the opposite. I mean, like, I've always had that notion that Mel and Brandy were going to play together. Like, they, they just sure. have the history. They, yeah. They have such similar personalities. Yep. Even, like, the early days of, like, when they first started, or, like, Brandy was with Heather. and like, Yeah. Heather and Sarah were oil and water and they yeah. were nowhere near each other, but Brandy yeah. and, and Mel were always super, uh, super cordial and super, you know, friendly. Totally. Um, but I think I'm really excited for you to play with Sarah because I think you might be the person who can handle her intensity the best be- because yeah. you're quite intense yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where it's going to be so amazing for people to see. It's like, I've never played with somebody who's more competitive than me and Sarah is more competitive than me. I don't, th- yeah, I, I truly, I don't know if I've ever met anyone more competitive than Sarah. Patton. She like loves volleyball. She loves practicing. She just loves the sport of it. And it's like so amazing to see somebody who's her age to have so much history in volleyball and so much experience in volleyball still love every single moment of it. And I think sometimes that's where um, people misinterpret her as like too intense or too competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, this is her way of showing how much she loves the sport. And I think that's kind of where people need to take some of her actions as like, this is indicative of how much she loves this sport. Yeah. So. It's almost in the same, like, like the people who are like complaining are the people who are passionate. Like yeah. I, I would never, ever, ever call Sarah Pavin a complainer. Just using that. Yeah. As like, she's as, definitely passionate. She's, she's just a hundred percent passionate and, and, and gives herself to that. But Absolutely. you know, as we've discovered and found out throughout this course of this conversation, like, yeah. so, so are you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that it's not going to be any like massive fireworks that happen between the two of us, but I don't suspect that's going to happen. Her and I so far have had just like really direct conversations, um, really open communication. Things are really easy for us to talk about, which is really great. I think we just speak the same language and I don't know if that has any attribution to the NCAA or kind of our history, but for me, the culture piece of what the NCAA brings and just you're doing everything to win and 
that's the end focus is so important. And I think her and I are both on that page where at the end of the day, your ego doesn't matter. Um, your emotions don't matter. Nothing matters except for getting the job done. You do your job. I do my job. And we'll just be super happy at the end of the day standing on podiums. So yeah, that's it's crazy that you bring up the NCAA because you're so right that 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 mindset and mentality of how the NCAA, like the top level, like yeah. if, you, if you're in the, the upper echelon of the NCAA, yeah. AA, that mentality and mindset they have yeah. is completely different than you sports. It's, it's a killer instinct. Oh, it's yeah. like you're going there to, to win be. and that's it. Yeah. When you've got that much money on the line, yeah. you know, we actually, we were even talking about in the, the nine by nine, like the indoor show I do last night about how, how like, honestly, we need to get counseling for some of these NCAA athletes because yeah. they're taking a step down yeah. by going to play pro most of the time. Well, and this is this is actually kind of a reason I went independent after I got back from NCAA because I was so used to that culture, that high performance, mm. that it's like a next level type thing that you don't know how to cultivate unless you've been a part of it. And if you haven't been a part of it, you can't fake it, mm. right? Like you have to be in the thick of it for however long you're in the NCAA. And then that becomes like your standard and your hopeful reality of like what training actually looks like. So I never have in my mind a doubt that Effort's not going to be 100%. Intensity is not going to be 100%. So there's zero worry for me to even like think about what she's doing and how things are affecting the team because it's just like I know that she's working hard every second of every practice. Is it also something too about like are you do you ever take a step back and like look back like as, as you said Howie says like you know a year ago could you have seen yourself playing with Sarah freaking Pavin yeah. because if you're you're more or less my age if you're someone of our age like that like we grew up in her heyday of and you know, and you talk. We talked about that awareness a little bit earlier. She's someone who, when you win the NCAA, like she does, she was the best player in the NCAA, mm-hmm. like she does. You transcend your sport at that point. Yes. And in terms of a nationality stage, like yes. with it here within Canada, people who didn't know, like people who don't know anything about volleyball, can still still kind of know Sarah Pavic. Absolutely. Right. So it was at at this point, like, are you kind of like stepping back and being like, oh shit, like this is. This is, this is real now. This is Sarah freaking Pavin. Yeah, I think it was such a hilarious moment for me to like have the conversation with Brandy that I did and then be like, oh, I'm going to just text Sarah Pavin. What? Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's gnarly First confidence of all, I don't right have there. her number. <laughs> I had to text my friend Therese who plays in the US for her number. Um, second, I have never had a conversation with Sarah. I didn't even know what her voice sounded like. So when I walked into the player's lounge at Downsview, I was like, I don't even know what you sound like. We have never had a conversation. We don't know each other at all. Didn't follow each other on social media. Like there was just no reason. We never crossed paths. I was new this year into the, into the tour. Didn't play against her. Didn't really see her at events. So it was just a hilarious, like, okay, I guess I'm going to text Sarah Pavin, like legend volleyball, Sarah Pavin. It's so wild. But I think just, I, I'm really excited to learn from her in so many ways um, to be able to share experiences with her to hopefully podium with her and just like she's done so much in our sport and done so much for our sport for me to be able to be a part of her journey. I'm just like so privileged and so grateful. Are you able just to keep that fire that you created with Brandy last year and all the momentum just like bring it on? Like, are you feeling that fire? Like, like, are you ready to go with Sarah? Oh, yeah. And I think it's like burning even brighter. Yeah. 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 I think there's definitely a, you know, when you get like a little taste of something mm-hmm. and you're like, I liked that. I'm kind of in that right now with like, I want to do that more often. But you also kind of get you get the, the enviable situation where like 
you have to prove yourself in the second year because you're with a new partner. Right. Right. And you're like, it's not, it's not even like settling into like comfortable old ways. Yeah. It's like, no, I need to do this all ag- yeah. all over again. I yeah. need to prove myself to a new player yeah. all over again. Yeah. And let's be honest, the expectations of this player might be, it's impossible to even believe because I think Brandy's expectations now are sky high. Yeah. Like Sarah's might be even higher. Yeah. I think a big thing for Sarah that she has just told me, she's like, your ceiling is so high. She's like, I know that you're rel- you're new in your position. She's like, I just need effort. She's like, just keep working hard. And I'm like, I can do that. That's not ever a concern for me. I feel me. like that's it's almost, your bread and butter. It's almost like, like toning you, it down. That's, yeah. <laughs> things I need to work on where they're like, actually don't lift heavy. Like don't do those extra sprints. Like it's actually toning it back for me. So I think that's why her and I are going to be such a great pair. Um, but yeah, no, it's just going to be such a crazy year. And I, She's a little bit nervous that we're new and she's only ever had two beach partners before, Mm -hmm. like Mel and Heather. She had very long relationships with them. I'm like, I think I've had 11 partners. It's fine. We'll be fine. In one year, I got a silver medal with this partner. Like, I'm not worried about us being new together. So it's kind of funny. Oh, that's it's, it's like if you look at this in dating terms you've got like one person who's only yeah, ever yeah, yeah, yeah. only Super ever into monogamy <laughs> only ever dated monogamy yeah, and yeah, you've, yeah. You've, you've like dabbled yeah, here and there I date. And, and you've dated around yeah, sarah's and, married i date <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean like volley, beach like beach volleyball relationships are so much like a relation a real relationship it's yeah it's not even funny it's, i tell people it's a marriage but there's a goal like oh, in marriage, shit. you're not just trying to like, you're just trying to coexist happily. True. But try doing that with like the biggest goal. <laughs> Good luck. Let me know how that goes. Talk yeah. to your wife or husband or whoever tonight. But, and- but that's like, once again, like why partnership is so important because like you could have on paper two, two athletes who are fantastic mm-hmm. and just, they just never work out together. Right. Um, yeah, I think that the relationship part is really important, but I think the way that people frame or view the relationship is different than what it actually should be like Mm. i don't think you have to be super best friends or like be super in love with each other like it's great if it happens and if it just happens genuinely and authentically but at the end of the day like you do your job i do my job That's it. Like that, that's, it's, a, it's that's business. Also part of the, that chemistry, though, it's right? Business, it's just like that, that understanding between the two of them. Yeah, as long as the end objective is the same and the goal is the same, and you're both working equally hard to do your jobs, then it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um. I want to. There's one question I want to ask you, Ooh. and it's it's not about you. Oh, okay. Even, even better. So okay. I want you inside of something. <laughs> you know, we're just talking about that that chemistry. Uh, there's a new uh, there's a new American pairing. Yes. That's an old American pairing. Yeah. That you know very well. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so Kelly and Sarah are back mm-hmm. to playing together for the States. Yep. You spent your time at USC with them yes. the entire time. It was big news in the beach volleyball world when they split up. Yes. It was massive news. Because they had played together in the youth championships prior Correct. to them playing in college together. You know, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like they, they, were, they were best friends. They did yeah. everything together. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, Sarah's playing with Summer. Yeah. And uh Yeah. But after a whole big long wind whirlwind, they're back together. How do you think that team's going to do? Um I think they'll do well. I think they're both phenomenal athletes individually and just kind of who they are as people. Like I think that they're incredible athletes. Um I think that there's a long, lot of history there, which is a good thing. I think they know each other quite well and um you can just kind of fall into old patterns, which is sometimes nice to kind of get into that where you just feel comfortable with a person and you can just feel like yourself but i think with there being history there there's always room for 
the reasons for why they broke up, which I don't know. I wish mm, I did, but I, too. I can't divulge. That, I don't know. That would be juicy. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but you're different people, you know, when you're in your late 20s than you are in college. So I'm excited for them to take each other at face value and just kind of see who the new Sarah is and see who the new Kelly is because, again, they're just new people. You've gone through so much in those crucial years and they've both been so successful in their other partnerships. It'll be interesting to see them come together. And they're having success so far. So I just hope they're both happy. At the end of the day, I just hope that you're happy and you're playing and you're loving the sport and all is well. Once again, it's just like a relationship. I just hope you guys are happy. I just hope you're happy. You you guys are loving (laughs) each other. You know, you're healthy. All all of these things. But no, I am very excited. It's it's nostalgic to see them together again. Is it a little bit of, does it feel like like vindication that Mm. you're, you're back at that level again? You know? Um, like with them. You would just, you just know you just, you in oh. general, like you, like you were back at that, you know, like once again, like you were playing with them and, and alongside right. them at, yeah, at USC. Right. And then as you mentioned, some younger kids have come up and have done really, really well coming out of the, yeah. and you've just been, and now you're back. How, how vindicated do you feel that, you know, you're, you're back amongst the best? Yeah. I think that there was a time where I was a little bit envious of the people who were doing it a little bit faster than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I took a step back and I was like, their journey has nothing to do with mine and the opportunities are different the resources are different just our lives in general are super different and what they required um i just became a lot happier and a little bit more stable and steady in what i was trying to do and accomplish for myself so yeah it's been a couple of years that was a really hard thing for me to kind of get over after school to be completely honest because i was like i was there with them now you're winning medals on tour like what do you mean i'm not even getting into norsecas i can't find a partner like there's so many things that um, you can be bitter about and I just don't care. I'm at the point where I'm like, you, I hope you guys are successful. There's enough room on the podium for everybody, right? Like we can all just trade off, Yeah. right? You beat me at this tournament. I'll beat you at the Olympics. That's, exactly. that's, that's how we do it. Exactly. So speaking of the Olympics, yes. a year ago, yes. did you have any thought about potentially going to the Olympics? Oh yeah. 2024 has been my game since I was like 17. Okay. This has been like a thing. So, so watching Tokyo last summer, yeah. you're watching that mean like, how do I get to Paris in three years? Um, yes. It's been, I remember having a conversation with either Leonard or Steve and he was like, 2024 is your games. And I go, okay, I'm like 17. Like that's a while away. 10 years, right? Plus 10 years. 2024 is your game. So then it just kept like chipping away knowing that like that potentially was going to be my games. Um, but no, watching the Olympics in Tokyo was like so cool to see because I was inching my way closer to kind of getting there and it being a feasible thing for me, like a feasible reality. And I got an email saying that I was an alternate to go to Tokyo, okay. which was pretty cool. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. Like they're recognizing that there's potential for me to get there. It was a little like validation for me. Um, and now this year I was in a room with Sarah and Ed and we were talking about something and they're like, okay, well, uh, we're going to talk about this many medals and we're going to talk about this many things and results and all this. And I like stopped them. And I was like, I'm having an out of body experience. Like you guys are talking about this stuff so casually. And I'm just like, what? This is, this is real life for you guys. Like Sarah's like, of course I'm going to go to a third Olympics. What do you mean? Like we're going, I'm like, okay, I know that you're very confident in that, but this for me is like crazy. I'm still trying to catch up. That is happening. And I know she doesn't mean it in a way that it's like, it's going to happen because I'm Sarah Pavin, but she's like, no, no, we're going to work really hard. And yeah, it's going I'm, to happen I'm going for us. to, I'm going to put in the work. I know what needs, yes. what it takes to get there. Yeah. And we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And if any of those steps goes wrong, we're yeah. going to figure it out. And we're going to get there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really like out of body that I'm like, oh my God, this is going to happen now. <laughs> that's, that's 
that's massive. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. it's and so crazy. To be honest, though, it might be even better because it would be a real Olympics, unlike Tokyo. Yeah. No, no offense. Yeah, true. So I'll get the full experience of it, yeah. which will be nice. Although I did hear, I did hear Brandy talk about how it was really nice that they, her and Mel went as the alternate like training team. Yeah, in Rio. To, in Rio, when yeah. they did, went on the Sandcast. Yeah. And uh, that 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 does sound like a, a nice little experience that they got to have because they got to you know do all the fun stuff. Yeah. And, and they have, got like insider look at what it actually feels like to be there. Yeah. Without having the stress of competing. Yeah. Which I think is huge. Yeah. Um, which is why I think like the youth world championships is really important for young kids to try to go to mm-hmm. just to get the like little bit of experience of what yeah. tour could actually look like for you. What's Canada summer games might be the last multi-sport games you did. Oh my God. Yo, I have to find that tape. Oh my I have, gosh. I have, I have uh, so I played much. I Ali Woolley. That yeah. was in 2015, maybe? 13. 2013? 2013. We're, we're, we're coming up on a, um, that was a decade ago. Oh my gosh. You guys you guys beat the McNamara's in the finals. You guys beat the McNamara's in the final. Yeah, I remember that. That if that's the last multi-sport games I've been to, okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta gotta figure this out. Commonwealth games, Commonwealth. Something, something's gotta happen. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, okay, we gotta we gotta work through that. (laughs) Yeah, wow. That that's oh my goodness. That's been a while. Yeah, that is a while. Like, cool. have I've you... been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's and been... I'm just now doing well. So guys, take your time. Be patient. Think, think, <laughs> things happen. Things come. Is there any rivalry between you and the McNamara's? Because it's been mm-hmm. like you guys have. Since we were like 13 or 14. <laughs> straight up though. Like it's been yeah. a long yeah. time that you guys have been going to head head. How, yeah. how does that like, you know, how does that like, was there ever a thought where you're like, all right, which one do I want? Do I want Nicole? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I asked them after I lost to them in the U14 Nationals at Ashbridge's Bay. And I remember exactly where we were on what court. All of it. Um, but I remember messaging, I think it was Nicole. I can't, I don't remember exactly who. Was it Nicole or was it Megan? I don't I remember. I don't know who it was once, at the time. Whenever I see them again, I'm always just like, shit. Oh, I can tell them apart so easy. What, after I spent a little bit of time with them, yeah. I, I can do it. Okay. But whenever I like see it, because I don't. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't spend enough time exactly, with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'd asked one of them to play with me. And then the thought was like, okay, well, somebody's going to play with me. And then the other will play with Alex Paletto. Oh. And I'm like, okay, then we got two blockers, two defenders. It's going to be great. Let's have, you know, more good quality volleyball teams. Yeah. Um, but they were like very adamant about staying together. Um, and then they had gone to UCLA, which is a USC's rival. So I'm like, we're really just digging in like this rivalry it, are we guys just just keep it just keeping it going so funny yeah so there's always been a little bit of something i think with them and and myself and we'd be liars if we just said otherwise but there have been moments where i've like messaged them to be like i think we need to get over this like feeling of rivalry and like this negative feeling we have towards each other so i'd love to see a beach fours team it's better now like you know you know how that they did that like beach games whatever yeah. a few years ago and they played beach fours yeah i'd love to see a beach fours team with the three of you and and one other person and one other who would the one other be Ooh. who do we who are we looking for yeah who mm, we'd have to be strategic we you do have to be strategic um i think you guys need a like a, a setter setter a setter setter i mean the one of the twins could set that's true i forget which one of them which one was the setter but yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, one of them, one of them can, one of them can set. Yeah, because then they could both play in the back row, which would be perfect. Yes, because their ball control is great. Yeah. So we would need either another blocker or, or like an opposite. Mm. Am I playing left side, right side, middle? What am I doing? Oh, we'll just we'll just wait with you because okay. I clearly, clearly I can just do could, whatever wherever yeah. you need me. Beach, beach <laughs> fours though. Would you ever play beach? Like, do you think? 
Like, if ever there was, like, a tournament where there's, like, hey, there's prize money on the line here. I loved Forest. Yeah? We had a fundraiser at, F- at oh, my God, I almost said FC, at USC. Um, Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> where we had the men's indoor team, men indoor alumni, current beach volleyball team, beach alumni, and they would, um, you would, like, buy athletes and buy teams. Oh, sick. The donors would, like, pick athletes. So you'd have like April Ross, Sarah Hughes, the McKibbins, like you, it was just an incredible forest tournament. Um, and they do that every year during homecoming, which is pretty cool. And that made me fall in love with forest. Really? I would. I think it's so cool. I think this summer I want to like organize some forest tournaments, whether they're grass or yeah. the beach or whatever, just like throw, throw up some forest tournament, get someone yeah. to sponsor it, throw up some, some, some cash money. It's a perfect combination of indoor and beach for people who don't want it to be as exhausting as twos, yeah. but still want a little bit of like indoor game and have more contacts. I love the, the, the contacts are a huge thing. I think if Canada wants to get smart about volleyball, we need to create a house league system based off of four on four volleyball. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like get like, way more contacts. It's less exhausting than twos. You know, it's yeah. way easier to find like six kids to make a team of, of like, you know, have four kids in the sure. court and then two on the side sure, and just sure. to find whatever more yeah that's a good you point know, you can like scale it down for younger age kids playing a badminton net you know true there's there's different ways you've thought about this oh at length <laughs> trust me just no one will listen to me um this is why he has a podcast that's exactly this is why you know volleyball canada doesn't want to listen to me fine I'll, I'll you have do to pull a- out your soccer email and then they will yeah <laughs> <laughs> then exactly. you'll get hired. They'll be like, oh, this sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, much like you went independent as an athlete, I went independent as a as a media source long long. There long you go. Ago. Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes That's sometimes it. you you do just gotta do. I completely lost the train of my thought. What were we ta- what were we talking about? We were about? talking about Sarah and Kelly. Um the twins. Oh, wait, no, we, we were talking about fours. Oh, and fours. That's that's, that's yeah. what we were doing. Yeah. Maybe maybe we need to uh to to organize that. A fours event? Yeah. In all my spare time. In all, all, <laughs> but no, we all, could. Of, we could. all of your spare time. I mean, we could do a, like a youth force for sure. I could definitely help organize that. An adults oh, for? I don't know if I know yeah. enough adults. I mean, like that's, you know, like there's enough, we know enough people around. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like adults always like say yes to things and then bail. Mm-hmm. Kids, it's like your parents are driving you. You have to go. True. Right? That's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think four and four volleyball is like, the, we, we should integrate it much more into our volleyball ecosystem. Okay. Ecosystem. I like it. Even more snow volleyball, too. I know that's kind of a gimmick. but Snow volleyball for me, I don't know if I can get on board with. No? Just because I hate the cold. Like, okay. I can't. And also, I don't understand how you don't slip. When the snow gets compact. Like, are you wearing cleats? Are you wearing studded shoes? Yes. This, they uh, are, yeah, hey? they, they are. Okay. Yeah. Did you not know. watch the McKibben's, like, the whole video on snow volleyball? Yeah, but I wasn't paying attention to their shoes. <laughs> Come on, you got you to do the, re- the market watching, research. I was watching the like ridiculousness that was going on in these matches. I'm like, why is there no block? How is this happening? What's going on? Like yeah. nobody knows the systems yet. What system? I don't. It's 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 more of a like kind of survive if you can type. The McKibbins should know. They are they are avid fours homecoming champions. They win frequently. Do they? I mean, not both of them. Usually on separate teams, but yeah. When when Maddie and I were on the same team, we won. We went to the finals. Okay, I'll say that. I think Riley beat us. Uh, actually, <laughs> big shout out to to Madison McKibben, new new, new papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New, new papa, yeah, Ma- yeah. Madison. New Madison. dad. Congratulations! Uh, You're not gonna watch this, but maybe he may. He he, he, he may. He did an episode with me. Okay, there He's you like go. He may. Of, yeah, he, he may. Shout out, McKibbins. I've been in McKibbins videos before. I was in the the Vancouver, the Vancouver Open. Oh, one. that's right. Yeah, well, that was a sick Vancouver. I, you guys, you guys won that one. I remember, yeah, I, I totally awesome. forgot that they were there for that one. Yeah, that was great. Oh my gosh. That was a good event. 
Vancouver Open is the best event. I'm going to go again this year. Last year, I couldn't go because I was concussed again. Well, you'll... So I went, but I didn't play. Probably be working or in... Because um, it's 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 usually the same weekend as Stad. Yes, but this time it was right after Stad. So maybe mm. we can persuade them to not do it during Stad. Okay, well, we'll see. But yeah, like that's... Just a thought. That would... Would, would you, like... Would we ever want a Canadian tour? Like if there was something similar to the AVP in Canada mm -hmm. or if like the AVP just magically like, hey, Bally's, let's figure this out. You <laughs> <Ow>. know, <laughs> you just had the Canadian team in the, in the you know, like there, there's, yeah. there's, you know, would you play like smaller size tournaments here in Canada? I, absolutely. I think there's so much to be said about competing and trying things out in matches mm -hmm. um i think canadians we don't get a lot of opportunities to compete no. especially if you're not on the senior tour like the norsecas are great but you're only really playing against maybe four good quality teams um and then you're just playing constantly the same people domestically mm -hmm. so in practices i mean so it would be nice to be able to venture out out west out east go north if we can um i think that's why the quebec tournaments take off so well yeah with the ontario athletes is it feels a little bit more like a tournament mm -hmm. like you can travel somewhere you have to figure out accommodations and they then also, you're playing new people. They also like do it up a little bit more. They do. Right. Like when you go yeah. play the beach tour and on the OVA, you're yeah. just like playing beside 14 use. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, there's no distinction of like who the quote unquote pros are. Yes. Who are the best. And they like some of the best of the players in the country are there competing yeah. against, you know, yeah. the kids who are playing for the first time, which is like, once again, like you don't get those options opportunities yeah. often, but yeah. I think in Quebec they just like like this is like this is a uh, a senior tournament. And yeah, this is this is how we're gonna do stuff. And yeah, I, I like that vibe. I'd love yeah. to see something. I think that they could. That would be amazing if there there was a domestic tour here. I think that's why Van Open is so popular. I know Ben was trying to do something out in Calgary, mm. um, the Quebec events. So we have enough tournaments that like if everyone could band together, potentially that there would be two OVA Grand Slams, a Vancouver Open, a tournament in Calgary, two in Quebec. It's a lot of tournaments already. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we could get one out in Halifax. Oh, Halifax would be great. Yeah, like the sure. Sand Jam they used to have there, Youth Worlds they used to have out mm -hmm. there. So I think there's a possibility for it. I just don't know if the like consistency and kind of the one-mindedness will yeah. happen. At yeah. least not right now, but maybe in the future. I'm optimistic. Yeah, maybe once you're, you're, you're finishing off your career, we can have you come back and yeah. play your twilight, twilight years here. I would happily know? play on a domestic tour when I'm done. Yeah, I mean like your sister will probably get, be able to come back and play professionally soccer 2025 i've already, i texted her about it being like are you coming home what's happening yeah she's like i don't know my contract's done in 2025 so we'll see i mean like if you're gonna play champions league continue playing champions league for a little yeah. bit but once yeah. you're once you're older and you know you're yeah you're a little bit uh bigger you come back and it's and just play. nice to play at home like when do we yeah. ever get the opportunity to play at home yeah so it, we need more opportunities to play like in these in i, I almost like in these times would you ever mm -hmm. play like a show match probably yeah well i don't know it's tough because my first instinct is to say yes and i would love to do it i just don't know if we could justify it like periodizing wise um it just depends on what it would be for Fair enough. but i would love to just because i love the camaraderie of our sport i think bringing together rec and youth and professional volleyball is a really cool opportunity that a lot of people don't grab onto um we almost try to like separate ourselves a little bit too much and that's what i love about beach volleyball especially is that it is so like integrated um but i don't know we'll see if that happens it would be cool i would be down would be 
We'll see if it ever happens. We can, we can get you and your, your mom to come in and help uh, setting everything up. Yeah, you make, need balloons. Make, you need make, draping. You need flowers. Life. Uh, uh, nice. Absolutely. Done. 100%. Easy. Yeah. I've always thought about like having a tournament on like a Friday night. Yeah. Like when Beach Blast was around, I used to toss this. I'd, I'd use like, George, Josh, listen to this. Yeah. How about we have one at night where we have like the finals, like the final matches are at like midnight. Oh my gosh. Because remember when they used to have those like those soccer, like in the Great Hall, they used to have the the soccer, I forget what it was called, like mm. the Fiesta League or something like that. Oh, okay. I didn't and know they made it. like a small three on three little soccer arena. Oh. And they had DJs and they had, like, people were like they had a bar and like people were buying drinks and just like around like watching these soccer matches. That's pretty fun. I wonder if you could do the same thing with beach volleyball. You know, like bring in yeah. a, bring in a DJ, bring in you know, and make make it an event where you're playing that that final match like at midnight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what a lot of tours are trying to do. Not so much the playing at midnight, but, but like playing into the evening. Yeah, yeah, playing into the evening, kind of spreading things out a little bit so mm-hmm. that it's more convenient for fans. Hundred percent, I think is important. And the to fact just, that we were playing so many matches. Like, why are we playing at eight a.m.? Why? Who's First of all, yeah, nobody likes playing at eight a.m. No. It's cold usually. The, the, it's really early. You can you can play at eight a.m. in California. Yeah, because Californians know beach volleyball and their beach volleyball they'll culture, be there. and they'll be there. Manhattan Beach but, Open packed, packed, and I loved it. Yeah, it was Best like thing in the world. such knowledgeable people. You couldn't get into the grandstand. That's what I love about just just ADPs in general. And I've been to Chicago, thumbs up, and I've, Florida, but like definitely when you go to MBO. Yeah. Everyone is talking volleyball at a high level. Everybody knows it's, everything. It's like being in Canada and watching a hockey. Game. Yeah. Everyone knows what's going on. It's so fun. You know, and watching an NBO, it's, it's just, it's The lineup unreal. was actually like out the side courts. Oh, like yeah. you had to wait to get onto the center court. Like I think they're going to have to add stands. Good. Next year, I had to call Dane, my old assistant coach who works in the booth to yeah. be like, can I watch it in the booth with you? Like yeah. what? I'm not going to watch this in the stands. This is crazy. I can't get in. I've had like two or three maybe even four interactions with dame bland where we've like hung out with like a great dude never remembers me the next time he i feel like he's so social and he meets so many so people many people yeah that he's it's like, just like a... i know you from somewhere don't know your name <laughs> like, i probably remember our conversation but i just don't know where i know you from because he's the most social human ever <laughs> i met him one time in Fort in in uh, not Fort Lauderdale, we were in Tampa at an AVP event. Okay, okay. There was an AVP uh, FIVB. Oh, okay, and it got there was a, a thunder warning, and it was like me, him, and Jeremy Roche and Mark Sherman, and we just hung out in this NBC ten and eight food. Oh gosh, the entire time we had a blast. <laughs> what a crew! See him a couple times later. I was like, "Hey, Dane, how's it going?" He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> Fast forward to Hamburg. I meet him in Hamburg. We're hanging out. We go get beers together a couple of yep. nights. There's just a whole big, big media crew of us. We're talking. I'm showing him my stuff. He's, oh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. I see him a few, like a month later in Chicago, and he wants to get, hey, I'm Dane Bland. I'm like, dude, like. I've, I've hung out with you like three or four times now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's a character. No, I, I really appreciate Dane. He was my assistant at SC for two years. Um, and now every time I see him, he's kind of like a semi-mentor type person. Like. Mm. When um, Brandy and I had split up and when I was looking at new partnerships, he was like one of the first few people I call just because he's so knowledgeable about the sport already. And mm-hmm. he, like, he has such, such a depth of knowledge. Yeah. Within, won, won an Olympic gold medal. Exactly. And he's, he's been there, done that. He knows so a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's just very direct and very open and like opinionated, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Um, so he'll always tell you like no it is. Lack of, yeah, no lack of opinions yeah. out there. With he'll Dan, tell you Dan like Dan it Land. is, which I, I appreciate. I'm like, you know who you are, you know what your opinions are, and you stay true to them. So that's cool. It seems like, like the that. NCAA in the States have had a lot of impact on you. Yeah. It was um, a very cool experience because I had, I was able to compare it to what the U sport offered. Yeah. You, you're you're one of those OUA. few people who did, yeah. who did both. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it was exactly what I wanted in the NCAA and what I look for in athletics. It, I mean, I was so fortunate to go to like a school that's just so rich in athletic history. Um, they pump a lot of money into their athletics. It was just such an incredible experience where like that was the most professional I think I'll ever feel mm. in volleyball. Yeah. And I had this conversation with um, Try actually. He was like, when you walked into the gym at SC, like you'll never walk yeah. into a gym that looks like that ever again. I'll never be treated the way that I was treated at SC ever again. So it was such an amazing experience to feel like such a high performer and such a professional amongst so many other athletes that were going to medal at the Olympic Games. Like that was just what athletes at USC did. Damn. So you're just amongst like literally the best in the world every single day, which was really cool. So it makes sense why you just step on to the world championships for your first time and go walk out with a silver medal, right? I mean, hey, if you're going to walk, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it big. If you're going to play in your first ever one, you might as well step on a podium. In Rome too. <laughs> My aunt was there. So cute. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She lives in Rome. It was so sweet. It was nice oh. to have her there. Sick. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So well, cool. My assumption is that that probably won't be the last podium you stand on. I hope not. And probably won't be the last, you know, big, bring a big, big, blah, blah, big stadium you, you step into. I so, hope, I hope. Uh, well, so thank you so much. Is thank there you. Is there anything you wanted to ch chat about that I didn't bring up? We kind of, no. we kind of went a little everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, I think that's uh, kind of, my story is pretty all over the map. So I think you kind of have to touch on everything. So yeah. no, it was good. Absolutely. Thanks what's, for having me. No problem. What's the first, like, what's the first thing on your guys' calendar? When's the first time we're going to be able to see you and Sarah in action this year? Um, the first official tournament will be in Doha, the first Elite 16. Okay, when's that? March? Uh, early February. Early February. It's a okay. very long season. Gonna be a long season. Because world champs are in October. I completely forgot it's about It's a full year. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be a long season for everybody. That's world championships in October. In Mexico. I'll be there for sure. Yeah. 100%. There's no, there's no doubt. It's it was such a cool city. I think it's gonna be in Toxcala, which was the I, first tournament I've, event always like i have a very high level of respect for mexican volleyball and like they like putting stuff on they love volleyball they love volleyball the fans there. love it love it and yeah. i've never felt more celebrity than being there like leaving the hotel to go to the main stadium which was a five minute walk you were like bombarded with people to the point where you had to have like escorts really it was insane they just love volleyball they love oh. beach volleyball let me stoke for the, the world cool. championship high altitude though they're so. doing it oh yeah i guess i yep. guess it has to be back to back or back to back years because well wait well they messed up the previous year so last year should have happened the year prior yeah the the last year should have happened the year before yeah and this the year, one the year before had to had to get moved because of the olympics yeah so this one we're back on track i think okay right yeah more or less more it's, or less it's in october right but which makes so much more sense because how many times like, like the world championships like you've played you guys played three tournaments before the world championships yeah. and you solve all like like, let's have the world championships at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, like, cap it all off with, yeah. with the world championships. That's what we do on the indoor side. Why, why right. are we doing beach in the middle of the season? Yeah, I was like, I had three tournaments under my belt, maybe? Four? Yeah. And the, I'm like, oh. Then we're going to the world championships. Now we're in the world championships. Yeah. Sick. Like, yeah. So I guess okay. it does make more sense for the calendar. But. Okay. Are you going to, like, I'm guessing now, over the past few years, it's always been, like, let's do as many tournaments as we can mm -hmm. and as we can afford and get into. Yeah. Now you have a bit more of an, the luxury of, like, picking and choosing, I'm assuming. Um, yes, we have the luxury to do that. I think we're going to plan as many events as we physically can this year, just to kind of put us in a good position for the Olympics, for the Olympic qualification. Um, so we'll see. I think we'll likely get like 10, at least 10 events in. All right. Sounds so good. you'll see and, us a lot. Any of you peace? 
I don't know. You, like, I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna like try and get a green card and, and stuff like that? I, I definitely have talked about it. Yeah. Um, so that would be really great to be able to get on it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes as it's supposed to. But I can't say yes or no. But if anything, I'll be there to support Sarah this time. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there supporting anybody. And if you want me to support you, send me your schedule. I'll likely be there too for you. So Great. there we go. If Let me know. Wanna, if you want to hire um, Sophie as a, as a supporter at yeah. any of the AVPs. It's personal hype, man. Absolutely. I should just put or it on a shirt. Dane, maybe throw her on the broadcast. Dane, Mark. I think you'd be great on a broadcast. Thank you. I think, I've I actually think, you know, thought about going back to TMU for schooling to really? study it. Cool. Yeah, I've thought about it. Well, when so. you're done, let me know. We'll we'll, we'll throw you in some broadcasts. Okay, so you, I'm you, actually more than would, down for that. I would be that'd be great. I'd okay. Be, would, yeah, I th- I think would, I think that'd be sick. That's the only reason I did that Can-Am event with uh oh yeah the volleyball yeah, event because yeah. I was like I want to just see if I can do this. Sick. And it was so uncomfortable, but I, I mean, was like, that's you're, fine. You're so well spoken and so knowledgeable. Like, well, I'm thank sh- you. I'm sure it'd be yeah. Yeah. Who's coaching you guys this year? Vetsko, Surgeon Vetsko. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he'll work with us this year. Super knowledgeable guy. None of my skills look the same. So be prepared for that. (laughs) I am a whole new player this year, everybody. Well, I am super excited for the beach season this year. I admittedly did not a great job at following beach last year. Yeah, shame. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I, you know, I'm not going to make, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make excuses. I didn't, I didn't do a great job and I'm excited for this year. The boys just won down in, in uh, Dominican Republic at yes. the North Seca Championships. They're going to get back on the map. Shout out to Sam and Dan. So shout out to Sam that and Dan. That was a Dan. big win. And Amanda and Max coming third. Amanda and Max coming and coming to third as, as well too. That, that was great. That's going to be another, another sneaky team, but man, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm excited for the first time you guys play Brandy and Mel. I am too. I you know, I have definitely have a chip on my shoulder about it for sure, but in the best way. Like yeah. I still wish Brandy and Mel all the success in the There's world. There's still the love like, and understanding, yeah, but it's still kind of like, I hey, do get it. On. Like it's a business decision and it doesn't have to be attached to my ego, but also like, well, now I just, you're on the other side. Yeah. Like now there's a net and you're the opponent. So like, game on. <laughs> all right. Sick. I can't wait. It's, 